Ah, oh, shit. I hate when I do setup stuff and it don't work. <laughs> what you laughing at? Boy, get it together with you and these cords. Bruh. Too many cords. <sighs> Y'all, it's been a day. You're not even talking in the mic. It's been a day. Why? What happened? It's been a day. It's you was on time. Day. It's been a day. You was on time eat. today. Let me tell you something. Technology was not my friend today mm. for work. What happened? My laptop, my email just froze, you know, froze for like hours. So what happens like you're at work, your stuff doesn't work. You have to wait on like tech support. Like what does your job expect you to be doing that whole time? Nothing. If IT is working on my computer at the time, what what do you mean what they expect me to do? What am I supposed to do with my at home? I don't know. And my computer is taken over by a tech genius. Shout out to Chris. I just knew when I was in college with my degree that I was going to be that person. But then like help desk, IT help desk doesn't sound sexy enough. You know what I'm saying? So when you're in school, you're like, oh, I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm going to be hacking shit. I'm going to be shutting down websites. I will be working for Kevin. Karen, Karen uh, Civil knocking down Hollywood on oh, Okay. But that didn't happen. Um, meanwhile, I graduated and went back to bussing tables at a hotel. Oh, well. I thought you were going to say bussing ass or something. No, wasn't bussing ass. Haven't been bussing ass. But you know, we had a little bit of fallout from the you last kinda, pod. You kind of was because you got a kid. You was bussing somebody ass. Bruh, I hate you so much. Bruh, let me tell you something. I'm sticking, I'm doubling down on what I said last week. Do not have a kid unless you're married. Man, have a kid if y'all want to. Y'all do whatever the fuck you want to. You grown. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to do whatever you want to. But do not have a kid unless you're married. Which is funny because I found the courage. Yo, hand claps for the black man having courage. Hold on, let me find it. See, this is why. You moving stuff. I got to be able to reach shit. This is why. I, I feel like you have adjusted some things because I feel like the table is further away from the kid. Maybe I should I move e. closer. Key. Key. Um, I, ha- I found the courage. Look at you. Look at you. It's your fault. Look at you. Key, Mike over here falling and shit. Y'all going to see all that. Um, I found the courage to go ahead and talk about. I put on my story. I was like, yo, do you agree with this logic of me saying that you should not have a kid unless you're married? And overwhelmingly, most people agree. I would have to say, I'm not even going to lie on people today. I would have to say at least like 70% agreed. Um, of the 30, now mind you, I don't believe that represents my followers. Uh, because some of the people who I know, let me put it like this. The few people that disagreed. So if I say 70 agreed, out of that 30. Out of that 30, 30% of that 30 don't have kids, right? Which is great. The other 30 uh, was just like, not not even that. 30% didn't have kids. The other 70% of those people were single moms themselves. And some part of me felt like, all right, maybe they missed the mark or missed what the conversation was say, what the conversation was about. Because a lot of them were saying, no, I don't agree. I believe that, you know. I think they saw it as an attack on single women or single moms. Well, I think you didn't have any type of um, uh, background with your question. You literally just asked one simple question. But if you listen to the pod, I think, I think, I, and Gavin can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-oh. Um, 
I think he just meant like the support there when you are having a kid. And yeah. I think I asked you that last week. Do you mean mm -hmm. just like having somebody there to support you, this, that, and the third, during that very beginning process? And I think when you just ask a question, it, yeah. you should use a way to have marriage. Some people be like, no, you don't have to. But it's it's more to what he was saying. Absolutely. And I, I um, thank you, you for that. You got to explain to folks. Cause well, sometimes, but sometimes I expect us to be able to think past step three. No. Because just no, like. No, I, I agree with that too. No, I was like, just because. Because niggas won't. You ask a flat out question. Absolutely. But <laughs> for, for me, it's like, I looked at it and I saw like one young lady, man wrote me and said um no you don't have to single moms are the shit this is independence right mm -hmm. that response got me five more responses all from black women who were like what the fuck is she talking about like this logic and it was only women it wasn't men well one dude wrote me and was like all right we we fucked if this is if this is the norm if this is what people are thinking we're fucked now to be completely honest. So mind y'all, let me give a recap. I asked the question, do you agree that you shouldn't have a kid unless you're married? And somebody said, no, single moms are the shit. That's independence, baby. And um, a lot of the moms looked at it and was like, yo, no, that's not right. Um, and so for me, and I wrote her and I was like, yo, you know, some we we are now in a society where we praise single moms so much that the generation after us thinking that that's OK and it's cool and that's the norm and that's how life should be. So for me, um, while I did post a minute and a half clip and our conversation was what, an hour, probably that that section of the podcast is easily an hour and. Why I posted one minute out of that whole hour plus conversation, for me, I expect all of us to say, all of us to be able to think that, hey, this is not an attack on single moms, single women, but more or less to say, hey, what was the dynamic of the family and what it should have looked like? Um, what's the dynamic of the family to understand what it could look like? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That is my, the mother of my child texting me, letting me know my son is screaming down the house and that she gave him two ounces of milk and the house is completely silent. So all is well. So anyway, back to our regular schedule program. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, damn, have we gotten to this point where we praise single moms so much that men are starting to think like, yo, you supposed to be able to do everything my mom would do, right? So while my mom worked overtime and I ain't talking about her work because they working overtime at work, but they working overtime when they get home you know um are men thinking like this is what all women should be able to do are women st going into a situation thinking like yo it's cool if i'm a single mom because i can do it just as well as my mom did back in the day and i think we're getting to a point where we forget that the family started off with mom and dad both in the house the family started off with um you know it's a union there um we can't argue the stats we can't argue that you know how kids turn out when both of their parents are in the house. We can't argue the stats on, and you know what? And I was telling uh, me and one young lady was talking and me and her was going back and forth, not negative, like against each other, but we were just piggybacking off each other. And a lot of these chicks think they son's going to turn out like LeBron James. They think they're going to turn out like Jay-Z. They think they're going to turn out like Drake. They think they're going to turn out like Allen Iverson. They think they're going to turn out like these athletes and these men that are just overpowering 
like great dudes and then they don't realize that they raising sassy ass boys and i use that term sassy because a lot of people you know they start getting into this little thing was like oh my son you know he he has a mind of his own he talks he talks like a little grown-up he does this he does that and they don't realize like they ain't number sass like somebody got to marry your your son that you raising ask yourself would you marry that boy that was, that. that was it so i was just i looked at that and then to be fair the young lady who did write me that she don't have any kids what does that mean doesn't mean anything it it means she can't place her her opinion on, on you can place okay so that's the step that i expect all of us to get past of course you can do whatever you want to you can go have a kid with every man you lay eyes on you can uh Take all your baby daddies to child support. You can run, you know, run to the next country if you want to. Get all that. Cool. You can scam a dude to have a baby and change your name and won't be found. You can do all that. You can have an opinion if you don't have kids. But it's funny for you to tell me um, how a kid should be raised when you ain't even dating nobody and you don't want to have kids yourself. You know what I'm saying? So... And when I say, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, damn, you 20. Mentally, you're not even there. Mentally, you know, before we started this podcast, I got a, I, I made a phone call. It was to my wife to check on because shit is crazy. What you mean, though? Let me let me ask you some questions, because sometimes you Talk can say me. things that can come out very um, offensive. OK. <laughs> <laughs> like talking about that young lady you know our parents were young 20 something when they had us absolutely right? my mom had me when she was 19 so like where are you would you say the same thing about your parents my parents was married um my parents i grew up in a household where my mom told me very 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 early don't have kids this young don't get married this young yeah every parent says that absolutely because should it's we their, try it's to be their, better it's based off their own experiences but mm-hmm. Just because you live in a two-parent household and your parents married don't mean it's all going to be peachy either. Absolutely, but you got a higher percentage of it being that. Do you, though? Because you yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of two-parent household kids come out ass. Absolutely, but it's less than single-parent households. That's a fact. Whatever. I'm just saying. And, and here's the thing. We can't... When I, was, when I was saying stuff and I was mentioning it, I noticed a lot of women especially was upset thinking that it was targeting them. They don't realize like they're doing stuff. They don't, they not supposed to be doing and not, they shouldn't have to do is a better word. I think is I don't think anybody strives to be a single parent. Well, shit. Well, so if that's the case, then you should not. It's all circ- Well, it, like I said, it's sometimes it may not be what you do say. It's, it depends on how you say certain things Absolutely. that could come off offensive to people. I don't think people, Women, even guys, try to be, oh, I'm going to be a... Now, they may be, if they rich and do whatever they want to, got the money <laughs> to do that. Cool, whatever. I don't think anybody goes into a situation and say, yes, I'm going to be a single mom. Yes, this is what I strive for. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think it's all circumstantial. Absolutely. Like, just like, um, I, I agree with you 110%. Yeah, I don't think nobody goes and saying, yo, I'm, a, I'm going to be a single mom here. But unfortunately... When you don't set yourself up, you do fuck up and fail. So when you go into a situation and you having a kid with a dude you barely know or and not even to the women, my conversation was to both. And it's going to transition to the next thing I'm going to say. But like sometimes dudes will go out and they'll just raw dog a chick. 
play Stacey, get her pregnant and thinking shit sweet and thinking like, all right, I can navigate this and don't realize like, yo, bro, it's deeper. It's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? And I told, you know what? I put in a group chat of mine. My son wasn't even a week old. And I told everybody in that group chat, I said, yo, I don't know where your baby mom is. I don't know y'all relationship. I don't know what's up with it. You need to call your baby mom and thank her. Like dudes is out here really not thanking their baby moms when they they don't know if their kid was dead. You know what I'm saying? They don't know if their kid was getting fed. They don't know if their kid knew how to speak. And it's a lot of dudes, especially these dudes that I know on Facebook, these dudes who are in some of these groups. And it's like, oh, I ain't seen my kid in a minute. And they Instagram dads. And then what ends up happening is they don't know what the fuck is going on. So they think shit's sweet because they just think, oh, I can navigate having a baby mom that I know nothing about. And that shit hits them. So that shit was just equally to them. Now, all the dudes who hit my line, I'm going to be fair, that hit my line that has kids that's not married to their baby moms, they all said they agree with it. Like, yo, don't do this shit again unless you're married. Because it's something about men knowing that, yo, I'm marrying a woman and I care about her so much that now the next step is once we have a kid, I'm going to care about her well-being. Like, in... That shit is tough to deal with, to live with. And so my thing is what I was trying to get to the ladies last week, flip flopping back to them. It was like, yo, we can't have this generation thinking that single moms is cool. So if we don't think that. What are we thinking? That y'all should be heavily dating, living together, choosing if y'all want to get married or not. Cool. If you want to risk that. Cool, cool, cool. And saying I do don't necessarily change. But I have never seen nobody say, yo, I'm going to have a kid with a dude who I know is going to be a shitty husband. I mean, a shitty dad, but a great father. It just really don't happen. And then my also my I'm going to go. But it can turn out that way. Absolutely can. Absolutely. You're not going to hear me not argue that. A a lot of us can talk about um, a lot of us can say, yo, I had a great dad, a shitty. um, But I saw that he was a shitty husband. One of my homegirls, she talks talks about all the time. She's like, yo, my dad was a great father, but he's a shitty person. And I said, what do you mean? She said, he races his shit. She said, as a Caucasian woman, my dad is racist as fuck, but he's a great dad. And I asked her, we had a discussion on how she came that, and it was deep. She was just like, yo, he did everything he was supposed to do as a father. It's just outside of that, he an old ass white man and racist as fuck. And I was like, cool, we can separate the two. Because I understood where she was coming from and I felt bad for her. She was like, yo, I can never bring nobody home because I don't know what the fuck my dad's going to say. She was like, however, when it comes to being my father, he's great. And it is what it is. But anyway, if y'all also, if you want to continue this conversation, please hit me up. I would love to hear what you have to say, because to me, it was interesting. You got any last remarks? Mm-mm. Why not? What's wrong with you? Why you don't like hearing what I got to say? You can say whatever you want to. It's what, your podcast. What, what? Oh, now it's just my podcast. <laughs> you know, um, me and my boys did have this conversation of. <coughs> that's what you get. Me and my boys did have this random conversation of how black women um, seemingly don't agree with. Hey, nah, you don't have to be married, but they also don't want to be single moms. And we thought that was like contradicting, but interesting. But 
You ain't got nothing to say? I ain't got nothing to say. Nope. Why not? Let me find my song, man. You gonna say something when I find my song? Mm-mm. Why not? What's the what you been up to? No, man. Shout out to Mad Mouse Run Club. I was supposed to be there, but you know, I had a rough day today. Okay. Y'all was gonna do whatever while it was raining? Shout out to Mad Mouse. Shout out to Cornell. He need to come on the podcast. What Cornell do before we start just letting anybody come up here? I don't know, but he used to work for <laughs> he used to work for ESPN. Okay. Um, I'm bringing him on the podcast. But anyway, he has this run club run every Tuesday. I think now he has added Saturdays. Y'all need to come every Tuesday, six thirty. They meet at fifteen oh one. It's two miles. Then afterwards, you hang out at fifteen oh one. Network, talk to people, socialize. Y'all be at the st- socializing. Everything. So <laughs> come out, get you a t shirt. <laughs> I was supposed to be there today, but. I'm going to blame Gavin. Please, please do. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the podcast. I want to thank y'all. Um, thank you for rocking with us as we got into this. What to is this? this? The tip is ring on my body, cost a hundred, yeah. I got about a million worth of jewelry. I don't even know what he just said. I made a he got a million worth of jewelry. Oh, hold on. I bought 20 chops for the Look. I give him 20 if he catch him. 4 4 bless him. Hit him up, then I'm dancing. I'm popping, I'm flashing. Shout out to Keith for letting my music rock. She got the fire like a dragon. That's because I like the artist. Pop smoke, pop smoke. Um. And I know him. <laughs> Not like know him, but I know the artist. Key hates when I play like people. She be Them like, young niggas, I be like, who the fuck is this? 0073. Like, like, who is that? Well, 42 Doug is about to come up next. I just like his voice, Paul. That's the nigga that was kissing his son all inappropriately. Yeah, that is weird. Y'all won't be seeing that from me. Okay? I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that now. Absolutely. All right. Come on, 42. On my knees. Um, did you see this whole thing going around about uh <laughs> y'all church people? Hold on. Bang. Do whatever for the game. Oh God. gonna pop out with that stick and I 21. See, look at you knowing the, the artist. I know 21. These niggas no been around for a minute. Alright, here we go, here we go. Damn, I hate when I don't know where I put the I think I'm a DJ. got a body, nigga, so what? Terrorize shit, we got a whole bunch. None of my ops ain't on nothing. Broke ass bitch, you got one gun. She got one gun! She gets so wet and she's slipping. She's screaming and yelling, put dick in me. Jewelers are sick of me. Savage spend money ridiculously. I ain't with all of the I'm wrong with him. 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 I'm we unscripted, we keeping it real. Let's get it. Wrap it up. What? Shut up. Wait, so I can't pay you an exposure? 
Gavin says, you wrap it up, you won't have no kids. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> Please be married when you have a kid. Or at least live with the nigga. If you wrap it up, you ain't gotta have no kids. That way you, you that way you never have to listen to him. Just don't just wrap it up. <laughs> Actually, that was Key who said that. Keep, it, keep it locked down. Look, please, man. Keep it locked up. Then Let we me tell y'all something. This shit ain't nothing. sweet, man. This shit is not Go sweet. Go ahead. Strap. You can get one, too. They have condoms for females, too, so. Yeah, they do. So double protection. Please. Might not feel nothing, but double protection. Yeah, you're not going to feel nothing. They, that was the lie they told us about condoms. Never mind. Um, I want to welcome everybody to episode 96. We are almost at 100, bruh. That shit is wild if you think about it. <laughs> Do I supposed to edit that out? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Wow. Um, Your camera died. Who? Gavin oh, always set second. me up. Always set me up for failure. He don't never want to see me be great. First of all, he switched cameras today. <laughs> he switched cameras. This camera on me is supposed to be on him. He done switched it today. Absolutely, man. He set me up for failure. Welcome to episode 96 of the Paid and Exposure Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin, a.k.a. Coke, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. I got my co-host here, Key, a.k.a. Key Nono or Gassy, um, whatever y'all want to call her. Uh, This is episode 96. I think I've said that another time. Um, Anywho, today is interesting. Um, I have an episode that's coming out soon on how to start your photography business or how to you know, the basis of starting it. So if you're an established photographer, it might not be the episode for you, um, but it would still be great to listen to and for you to share. So <laughs> share with people who keep asking you the same damn questions. But I always tell photographers, I'm like, look, when there's always intro stuff to conversations to be had, definitely check them out and listen because you never know what you're going to learn. My favorite thing about this is I'm starting out photography and story time with gavin um I'm again you about to go another 10 minutes ain't you maybe you gassy nah, my belly button hurt um anyway i'm starting out in photography <laughs> they never happened to you come on man oh, you got an audi or something yeah actually no it's, you don't yes i do and it's actually like a midi now because i've gained some weight gained some weight so that was country. real country i'm so country um anyway let's get back to it so i'm starting out in photography and i'm talking to this young lady who turns out to be my wife now but i had no idea and um she asked me what i wanted for my birthday i said oh nothing i don't know and so she bought me a class at a place called delight factory um which is located in charlotte and so I had heard of the Light Factory before because my parents, who used to have a janitorial business, um, used to clean up a photography studio. And I asked one of the ladies in there, I said, hey, you know, I want to learn something about photography. Do you know where I can get classes? And she was like, oh, check out the Light Factory. But I didn't have any money. I wasn't really sure if I, I was low key. I was just praying that she would teach me. <laughs> but she said no. Pretty OK, much. music so child. Basically. What? OK. And you know what's funny is that same young lady, I remember going to her when I first started photography. And let me tell you how bad. Mind you, this is a studio. The owner of this studio, they their office is in downtown Charlotte, literally in uptown, right beside Sports One, right? Mm-hmm. Let you know. Um, the owner lives in Hawaii. They shoot in commercials. They're doing all this crazy stuff. They do photo shoots. I took them the pictures that I was taking at a and UNCG. Mm-hmm. Remember how bad those were? And I was showing that to them as my portfolio. Like, this is something I want to do. Now, 
That's a time key. Clearly, it's my best. Y'all should see the growth. So just gonna show the ones with me. Think about I'm showing these professional people (laughs) that shit. For those who not know, nothing was in focus. All of it was overblown and it was blurry. But I was trying to make that the effect because I didn't know how to focus. Anyway, so this girl at my job buys me a class at the Light Factory, and I'm happy, but I'm upset. So let me tell you why I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm like, okay, cool. She's listening. Nothing's more better. Nothing's um, more beautiful than when you're talking to somebody and they actually listen to you. Because I was telling her at that time, like, hey, you know, I love when people pay, uh, they invest in my business, especially ladies that I speak to, I'm talking to, whatever, right? And so I'm glad, but then I'm pissed because we get to the class, I get to the class on the first day and it's eight of us in a class. Mind you, at this point in time in my life, I've been taking pictures since I was 19. I probably was 25, 26. And so um, I'm sitting there and I think I'm the shit. I think I know everything. To put in perspective, the guy beside me had just bought a Canon 5D Mark IV, which took me still four years after that class to buy one. But that cla- that camera at the time was $3,200. And he was a dentist driving an A8 Audi. And he bought the camera because he wanted to take pictures of teeth. And bro did not know how to turn it on. Imagine somebody buying a $3,200 camera and they don't know how to turn it on. That to me was pissing me off and I'm in the class. And I'm sitting beside him. He's like, oh, do you take pictures? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm at, I'm at the light factory and I'm pissed. I'm like, why am I here? Why am I here? And I thank God for that girl. I thank God for the light factory. I thank God because let me tell y'all, I learned so much after class one. Class one, I go home. I tell um, my wife, who's just a homegirl I'm talking to at the time. I'm like, yo, worst class. Don't know. I'm going to go back to the next one. But if it's going slow like that, I, I'm going to hop back in later, right? She's like, no, I paid money for that class. You're going to go. I'm like, all right. So I go to the second one. It took five minutes in class two for me to realize I knew nothing about photography. And I learned so much and I grew so much. And so I say all that to circle back around to say, if you don't, when there's intro things for you, um, intro opportunities, beginning educational, at least listen through it to figure out, hey, if you can make it better when you teach other people or if you miss something. So the first thing, um, first lesson that we will be talking about is finding your niche niche, and how to set up your business. And I'm going to say here, um, first of all, we got to figure out what's a photography niche, right? Um, and I tell people, you know, the biggest, the easiest way to understand a photography niche, I can't give you a definition because I don't fucking know. <laughs> but the easiest way to find out um, the difference between a photography niche is do you shoot everything or are you an expert that can shoot everything so think about it as though do do you shoot everything or can you shoot everything so um what's the difference do you shoot everything if key says hey i want you to shoot my baby shower um, I also want you to take pictures of my dog, but I also want you, you saying, yeah, I do that too. And then Key saying, hey, I, I got a maternity shoot with me and my husband. Yeah, I'll shoot that too. Then Key says, hey, I need you to shoot my bar mitzvah for my son. Do you shoot that too? Also, now we Jewish. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know what you're going to do out here. I'm going to be a single mom. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to still take your maternity pictures. Look, I'm going to be telling Key like, yo, man, it's cool, man. Go ahead, bruh. 
what? Why can't you want to shoot me? What's wrong? Well, I didn't say nothing about so, shooting you. <laughs> so the thing is, can you shoot all of that? Absolutely. Yeah. But can you be somebody who's like me, who was an engagement maternity photographer? Shit, I don't want to sound like this is all about me. I'm not that full of myself. But are you somebody that's like um, Tommy Brooke? Who's saying, hey, I shoot this. I shoot branding photos, but I also can shoot your baby shower. I also can shoot your maternity uh, shoot. I also can shoot your wedding if you want me to, if I want to. And so me, um, the benefit, I always look at, you know, there's a benefit in having a niche. And that benefit is you get to be an expert. I was laughing because somebody um, asked me today. They was like, yo, what's the biggest thing? you did this year as far as your business, right? Have like, a baby. Not the, okay. They asked me like, what was the what was the best business decision I made this year? And I was like, I got my ass off of Clubhouse. And me and you talked about it. We was on Clubhouse, so I'm not here to kill Clubhouse even though I, I would and I am. But everybody who was on Clubhouse was experts, right? Allegedly. Allegedly, all alleged. And I remember, um, but you know what, when you create a niche, so for me, I'm, my niche is I do maternity photos. So I'm trying to become an expert in that. Um, I shoot engagement photos. I'm trying to be an expert in that. And as far as like, Hey, this is how we're going to pose. This is what you need to do. An expert is more than, Hey, I'll take a nice picture. The colors are right. It looks pretty. Sometimes the expert is saying, yo, this is the best outfit for you to wear. Actually, this is what time of the year you should do it. This is where we should go. You know what I'm saying? So um, think of it like that. And sucks to say this. Another benefit of having a niche is um, I get to weed out customers I don't like and don't want. And it's beauty in that. And it's okay. Um, <laughs> I laugh at because sometimes people hit me up. This month I've gotten four requests to do four baby showers. I'm only doing one. And that's because I know her and she's cool. Shout out to you. <laughs> the other three, nah, I'm not for that. I don't want to go to your baby shower, hang around family, people I don't know. Um, and I don't know nobody at her baby shower, but I'm still going to do it because I know her and she's cool. But going to your baby shower, eating y'all trash food, sitting around, not really capturing what I'm good at. Yeah, it's kind of weird to have a photographer at a baby shower. It's Oh, my gosh. You want to know where it's weird to have? It's weird to have a photographer at baby showers, gender reveals. Yeah. Um, you don't need that. You don't need a photographer for those things. Um, you don't. Or you just, you can have a family friend. Yeah, like you don't need a professional. Absolutely. I, li, this is coming from the two people. This is my opinion. Now, they shot at us for saying that we uh, that you sh shouldn't have to tag photographers. They shot at us on Instagram. I mean, it's your prerogative, but yeah. yeah. They you pay for it, like. Anywho, um, oh yeah, I was about to get off track. <laughs> I, I felt it coming, um, but yeah, I just I feel like a baby shower. What are you savoring these pics for? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only one picture that really matters. When the baby shower, I don't even know what you're going. What like? What do you? Well, you know, you remember back in the day when our families used to have photo albums. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, it's all social or digital, and digital. if you lose yeah. your phone, it sucks. True. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess that could be. But you don't need a professional, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like I feel the same thing. The reason why I don't like doing those things is I feel like I can't produce what you're looking for, so you're gonna get upset, and then you're gonna be looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> funny enough, I did a, I did a uh, 
engagement party one time. The girl, um, she was Jamaican. And her parents weren't together, but the dad allegedly had money. And he was trying to like, me and Karina went and I was just like, why are we here? Everybody was speaking a different language. Um, we was only English speaking people. And I, I didn't want to be there. I don't know who passed my information. But as I'm taking the pictures, I'm like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be trash because I know what I do. I know. And you know, what? a lot of people have expectations when they hire me. And I'm like, I'm not going to meet none of these expectations in this situation. Um, so anyway, feel free. Look for the episode is coming out because um, we're going to talk about how to find your um, how to find your niche. We're going to talk about theories. And then I'm going to talk about, you know, finding a name for your business. A lot of people keep asking me, how do I find my name? You know, we're going to talk about where you go to register your business and things you need to look for, because a lot of y'all got sole proprietors and boy, when y'all get sued, shit going to go left. <laughs> a lot of y'all got LLCs and boy, you need to be an escort. But that's a whole nother thing. And I am not the expert in that. Um, But we're going to talk about those things. So excuse me. Wow. Key. Um, You ready to go to the next part? It's the Starbucks. Um, This is the part of the podcast where you can have a question. Key is going to answer. Ask it. He he fucks up everything. I um, think he does it on purpose now. Now I be trying to get it right. Key asks the questions. I answer them. Take it away, Key. What's <laughs> what's the best full frame? Mm, I can't even talk. Mm-hmm. What's the best full frame camera? Should some? Now this is not me. This is what Gavin wrote on here. That's what Shay said. I just copied. What's notes. the best full frame camera? Should someone coming from a half frame transfer to? All right. So. So for those who not know, there's no such thing as a half frame. I, I do want to correct Shay. Shout out to Shay. Um, it's called a crop sensor camera. Um, my thing is the best full frame you come to is the one you can afford. I know that sounds cheesy. If you were Canon, look at the Canon R. Um, if you were Sony, look at the, I think the A7 II is full frame. Whatever you can afford, go ahead and go to it as soon as possible. Um, there is always those people... Who's like, oh, no, I don't believe that upgrading to a full frame is going to make a bit of a difference. And they don't even own a full frame. That That's the fucking shit that gets me every time. Man. Excuse my language. Oh, he's it's, upset. Yeah, because, you know, it goes back to the kid thing. Before before you got here, I was supposed to be doing a whole the mini episode. Right. And I didn't because I talked to my sister for 30 minutes and I told my sister, I said. I used to always give you advice on my nephew and I ain't never have a fucking kid. And I said, I get now why that's tough. And I was like, and so I was laughing with her and me and her was joking. And I'm not trying to go back to that conversation. But what I'm saying is I love when I have conversations with photographers like, oh, you really don't need a full frame. And then I go, oh, OK, cool, cool, cool. Do you have one? Have you used one? No. OK, then don't talk. Because it does make a difference. Now, let me put it like this. Um, if you say, hey, I had one, and I gave it away. Or, hey, I found I had one and it didn't make a bit of a difference to me. Cool. But if you ain't had it, what are we talking? What are, what are we really out here talking about? So with that, um, absolutely, whatever you can afford. But I look at the Canon R um, and upgrade from there. Personally, I got the R5 and I got the 5D Mark IV. The camera that's on key is the R5. Um, the camera that's on me is the 5D Mark IV paired with the 85. It's pretty cool. Canon. Send me some donations. For what? It took you twenty years to get this camera. I know, and then they got a new camera. They got an R three coming out. That shit is six thousand dollars. Not buying that. I don't. I can't afford it. Go ahead. Next. 
Another one from Shay. Damn, Shay. All right. When starting out photography, should you charge clients? If not, at what point should you start and how much? Um, If you start out like Gavin, hell no. I ain't paying for that shit. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So here's my joke. This is, um, it's going to sound, I'm going to contradict myself and I'm going, I'm so sorry. I hate to do this. Oh my gosh, here we go. If you starting out in photography, should you charge? It depends on your skill level. If you starting out and you trash, no. However, don't be afraid to charge because the world always have a unique way of correcting us, right? So, <laughs> little humble you real quick. Absolutely, I laugh because it's people in my photog- in in the photography group. Shout out to No More Pie by Gavin B. Um, I laugh because in there, I laugh when photographers DM me and they tell me that they charge more than me, and I'm like, cool. Because it's dope. I don't get offended. Um, I know a photographer right now who is better than me, and he charges $100 less than me. And he runs his business different. However, I do find it interesting when those photographers who who seemingly just started out or just getting their, you know, their feet wet is charging four or $500, and then every week they're looking for collabs and TFPs and shit because nobody want to book them. So the world has an interesting way of, correcting you my thing is this there's always going to be this unique way of saying what should i charge i say whatever you charge whatever your hourly rate is at work currently charge that when you start off with photography just do that if you make seven dollars an hour seven and a quarter then you need to charge seven and a quarter figure out how many hours you're gonna work on a photo shoot and do that you can you're gonna because after the first shoot after the first two three shoots you're gonna realize like all right this is not making me a lot of money. I need to. That's actually it. a sound advice if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody should do that with business. And let's say you're a hairstylist, right? Or you're a nail girl. And you say, hey, I want to do nails when I get off from work. But what should I charge people? You can't charge $60 a hand like Kelly does. Shout out to Catered Nails. Um, By the way, Key in here got her toes and hands done. Hand class for that. I got the white toes. I like the dino toes. Niggas say they like the white toes. White toes. But I'm be single, so it really don't matter. Anywho. I just got a shot. Um Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) White toes is undefeated and pastel colors on toes is undefeated as well. Not pastel. You going for springtime, nigga? Always. Them shits is undefeated. Fall colors is better though. Really? Absolutely. Like what's fall? You talking about like like burgundies, burnt orange. You sound like emerald green. I am an auntie, (laughs) a damn good auntie and a godmom. So yeah, that's key. Them all the auntie colors. I'm a pastel guy myself. Fall is here and tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I would I would say look, charge what you make at work. Because at the first, uh, it's gonna only going to take you a couple of times to realize like, yo, I'm being underpaid. And then you're going to adjust and you're going to inflate the price and you're going to, then the world is going to knock you down. Um, I do have a whole in-depth view on how you can do pricing, um, but that's going to come later in this lesson. But I also have a video up already on YouTube, so check it out. Um, it's called Pricing Your Photography. But my thing is always start there. I do believe if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, if you're in a major city, um, you probably can get away with $150, $200 for a photo shoot. But then also, a lot of us need to, some of us need to ask our friends, what would you pay for this? 
Or some of us need to ask, have our friend to ask their friends. Yeah, because your friends ain't your art audience. They're not. And then half, they're not going to pay either. They're not going to pay the correct amount or what it's worth or what you want. Let me put it like they that. They can if you put your foot down. They can, but, you know, it took me a while and I'm still getting there. When I realized certain people don't book me for certain shit and I'm cool with. I actually wrote somebody. Never mind. I wrote somebody today and it was a joke, but I was serious. I was like, damn, how I get fired for being your wedding photographer? And I was like, I was supposed to be your wedding photographer, but it's cool. <laughs> but I know, I think that I know their situation changed. So I know that's what's coming next. But certain things like that, um, it's certain people I'll be looking at like, damn, you like that person do your headshots and you actually know me. Cool. Especially because as a friend, now, mind you, all these people I'm talking about, they're not friends. They're real cool associates with me. Um, but like, I'm going to keep it a buck. If you will go to somebody right now and let somebody else do your headshots, unless I told you, no, I can't. I know I'm unavailable. I know I'm not going to do it. I'm probably going to look at you crazy and be like, really? Maybe they those people can't afford you. And so that'll be my thing. Oh. So, um, so that'll be the thing. And sometimes then, and then also sometimes my question is, is it you can't afford me or I'm not worth it? You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I believe those are two different things. I think they just can't afford it. Yeah. A lot of people, because <laughs> well, it all comes down to value, right? Like, yo, I value this. I don't value paying you. For instance, I do maternity shoots. They, they tap out around like six, $700, right? Somebody might not say I got six, $700 to book you for a maternity shoot. Cool. But do you? <laughs> Look, if niggas is paying $1,200 <laughs> allegedly for a boudoir, you could pay $607 for a maternity shoot. Yeah, but and, then, and I still can't believe that. I don't, I think they lie. I think they are too because I've never <laughs> met. Here's my thing. It's certain certain people in the group um, I talk to say, nah, that actually is possible. But I've never met somebody ha that has paid that. They lying, bruh. Ain't no And I'm not even a photographer. Ain't no way, bruh. Ain't no way. Ain't no way there is a female on this planet <laughs> paying you $1,500 to be in some lingerie. Ain't no way. There is no freaking way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nah, I, I ain't did that. Um, They lying. Yeah, and I'm just saying I've never met those type of people. I do believe, and here's my thing. Do I think uh, the best photographers that I know, shout out to Meech. I think his name is Meech213. Um, shout out to Bonnie Nichols. Shout out to Angela Perez. Shout out to, I'm trying to think who else, who else, who else. Uh, Mr. Guerrero. Um, shout out, shout to, out to Key. Shout out to 2020 Photography <laughs> for the booty work. Um, I mean, he pretty much shoots that and he kills it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to those guys. If those guys and ladies, excuse me. Um, shout out to Dana Cole. If those guys and ladies told me that yo people is paying them three grand, I'm going to believe them because their work. Look. It speaks for themselves. If y'all don't believe me, go look those people up. Um, if somebody told me Manny Ortiz, because he's a YouTube person, he's pretty much famous. Jared Poland, um, Brandon Waffle, whatever his name is. Um, Brandon Waffle. 
Shout out to uh damn Jessica Kofazi, whatever her name is. Uh Man, he know how to Jessica somebody's name. Whittaker. Those people are like Instagram photography famous. So somebody told me, yo, these people are charging three G's. I believe it. But Key has seen the raft of Gavin where I send her people profile. And I'm like, yo, this person told me they got five G's. And Key like, ain't no damn way. Like them people from the episode before. I, tell, I need to talk to Tyra Banks and ask her to ask her photographers how much they pay. Or, I, or ask Rihanna how much she pays her photographer for her Fenty stuff. Because ain't no, they, they, now for a big brand like that. They, they not even get, uh, it might be interesting with them. I don't know. They probably got an in-house photographer. In-house photographers that works for companies like that, they probably get six figures and call it a day. And probably what ends up happening is like, yo, you're like, for instance. Exactly. They probably get six figures from working for a big brand like mm -hmm. that. So you mean to tell me you regular schmegler motherfuckers. Sorry. They making a quarter million. Is making six figures as well. And it, you, and you just getting random folks off the street that's paying their hard earned money. Just because they want to feel sexy? Okay. Yeah. And I told y'all. I need to feel sexy? I told you. <laughs> Creeper. Let me, my, let me go get me my little, little, little Kodak. I got some go photos for you. I told you some of those people sound like predators, man. Okay, bro. Anywho. Next. This is a group question. Um, I was in a group. I stole this from a group, <laughs> and it was super funny. The other two was actually from Shay. Shout out to Shay. Um Make sure you follow, join the group. You'll see her, follow her work. I think it's, I don't even want to butcher it. I didn't butcher too many names today. But anyway, this is from a group chat. Um, And go ahead, read it. Because I think <laughs> this better be good. What is your biggest business pet peeve? What is your biggest business pet peeve? For me, showing up late. <laughs> showing up late. I, it grinds my gears. It pisses me off. Key, <laughs> when a client shows up late, I low key be losing it. So, all right. Mm. <laughs> you about to lose it now. I'm about to lose it now. Um, when when you show up late, all right, your shoot, what time Sorry. are you want what are we gonna say? The shoot start at five? Let's just say start five. at three. All right, the shoot starts at three. I'm there at two two forty five, two fifty. I don't stop. I don't I'm not tripping, right? At 310, I'm looking, waiting for your text to let me know that you're not there, you're on the way, or you're parking. Um, at 315, I'm really looking at my shit like I'm sending you a text to see how far you're out. And at, at 320, I'm gone. Like, I'm over it now. Um, people that I've shot with before, people that I rock with, I will stick around longer. Um, but showing up late, is to me, is disrespectful. To me, it's aggravating. To me, it makes me be like, get over shit. Because life to me is all about maximizing my time. Um, <clears throat> and this is pre-kid. Um, before I had a kid, you know, I was the type where it's like, when I became an entrepreneur, forcefully. Shout out to that company. I don't want to bleep that name out. I ain't got time for it. But I remember getting forced as a photographer and I remember <clears throat> getting fired on a Friday, getting back home from New York on Monday and realizing I had so much time on my hands, but I need to make the most out of that time so I can be able to pay my mortgage that month. Right. Actually, I actually I was like, yo, I need to be able to save money so I can take my wife out for our one year anniversary tomorrow. That's what I really was thinking. 
And so my time became super valuable, super important. And I just remember sitting there and like now, <clears throat> since then, I really realized like, yo, this is important for me. So when you show up late, you really just telling me you don't value my time. And it pisses me off. It really pissed me off. Me and one of my, me and a makeup artist who I'm still cool with, me and her got into it because I told her, I said, yo, you're disrespecting me in my time by you showing up late every time we have to work together. And I was like, yo, I just can't refer people to you. I just can't work with you. Um, what? Nothing. Um, anywho, so it, it's just one of those things where like you showing up late and then let me tell you what happens with clients. When they show up late, they don't come to you running, sweating, still putting on their clothes and shit. They're going to mess up their makeup. Exactly. They show up like, yo, I've been doing this. Like, I'm I'm fine. I'm not late. You late. You was early. <sighs> and so that shit just, I be sitting there and I'm like, yo. Oh my gosh. So please do not show up late with me because you get you get like a little grace period and then I will leave. I remember one time, um, I remember one time I passed a client getting on the elevator. I held the elevator for them to get off. And I got on. And they didn't realize it was me. I think they realized once the things cut, like, I think is that him? And so the elevator's damn closed. And then I texted him when I got in the parking garage. I was like, hey, don't know where you guys been, but you know, I left. And I left their ass. Show did. Say fuck it. Um, my other thing before we go to the next little subject. <clears throat> so disrespectful. Stop doing y'all own makeup. Come to these photo shoots. Well, if they a makeup artist. Get your makeup professionally done. And if you're a makeup artist, then you're doing it professionally. Hopefully. I'm just saying. Um. And you know what? I don't know what's worse. No makeup or bad makeup for a photo shoot. I don't know what's worse. I honestly prefer, damn. I don't know. I'm not a photographer. Like, all right. And you can help me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies that come, sometimes they be like, oh, I really want this natural look. I don't know why. Like, I want a bare face. I want a natural look. And I'm like, yo, all y'all not Alicia Keys. Like y'all think like, oh, you know, I'm gonna have nice, decent skin. A lot of people don't know that Alicia Keys had to work to get her skin where it is. And she's told all of us about her skin troubles, issues, things of that nature. But people come to the shoe like, oh, I want a bare face. I want a natural look. And then they half ass do like some makeup on it and some skin. And the only thing y'all do is just moisturize the shit out of your face. And then they show up and the shit be looking bad. And I be like, oh my gosh. And I got to edit it and they still won't. And then here's the funny part. I want a natural face, but I want you to edit everything on it. No. Stop. Don't do that. If you look with Gavin, guys. Please don't. Please just get your makeup done. I got some makeup artists that I can send to you. Um, please, 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 please show up on time. Have your makeup done. All right. That's all. That you was good? I digress, man. Yeah, I'm good now, man. I just had a bitch for a little bit. Biggest you know, pet peeve. Yeah. I got a pet peeve for you businesses. Show the same grace Here to your you clients. This is key shit. Go that ahead. you do for yourself. If you if I'm late and I let you know I'm going to be late. Okay. Right? You mm. still going to charge me. But if you hit mm -mm. me and say They going they probably going to charge you a fee. That's what I'm saying. You're yeah. going to charge me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. what I'm Sorry. saying is if you hit me and I'm on time for my fucking appointment. Mm. 
and you say, hey, I need to push your appointment back. What are you going to do for me? Why are you being weird to me? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh. That is annoying. And it only happens with hairstylists. Sorry. But Damn. it has happened to, to me with hairstylists. And I'm just like, so it's okay for me to be okay to push back the time that I have, that I set mm-hmm. forth. How do you know? I don't have nothing else to do. But you know what? It's okay. But if I'm five minutes late, oh, now I'm charged $10. Yeah, that should be wild. Oh. Um you know, businesses, we have to learn how to do business. Our people especially. Uh, me and Key have this conversation of, yo, me and Key are very big supporters of black businesses because you want to help out. You want to get back to our people. You want to invest in the community. But sometimes black people really, really, black business, excuse me, um, they really take advantage of their customers, man. That shit is sad. Like, I don't have to go to a salon, a stylist. But I do, it, it's cringe worthy to watch you hairstylists go in on these black women and what type of hair y'all don't do, what type of hair they can't come with, what all the shit they got to do before they get there. And y'all charging premium prices for shitty customer service. And it's mind blowing, honestly. I just posted something on Instagram. Somebody posted and homegirl thing on her site said not accepting people with 4C hair. And I don't know if anybody or if you know what 4C hair is. 4C hair is very coarse, thick hair. Mm. I key have 4C hair. That is offensive to me. Like, Mm. so you want me to control the type of hair that comes out of my head. Sorry, I can't do that. If you, somebody said, if you can't do hair, just say that. Yeah. If you can't do hair, just say that. You can say that. Yeah, just, I be laughing like, um. You know, one chick was talking about uh, another hairstylist talking about what type of braids she don't do. She don't do braiding after this time. I was like, it's mind blowing to watch, man. And that ain't the only time I do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I watch makeup artists talk about what type of makeup they not going to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's mind blowing, like to watch people. And here's the thing. You can what you have to do the way to get around that as business people is you kind of just got to say this is type of this is type of service i provide in this field and you got to stick to that and be cool with it like hey i only do this i only do that and you got to stick with that but you going in here and you having one little thing like hey i'm not going to serve these type of people i'm not going to do this um it's mind-blowing man it's just like and it's tacky i think a lot of us we have preferences on what type of business we want to do or what our specialty is, but we tacky with it. And so anyway, so, all right, we got a new photography topic, which is going to be funny because it's called who was right and who was wrong. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let Key read the story, but the basis of the story is. We should make that a segment. That'd be funny. We can, who's right? Who's wrong? We can start doing that. Um, all right. You want to read this? You can just start from the top and we'll just stop. It ain't, it ain't moving. It never worked for me. All right. So what it is, <laughs> it's called the internet backs a photographer who deleted a bride and groom's pictures. Y'all can already see. Imagine this. Your photographer shows up to your wedding. Y'all have a little falling out and they delete your photos. Um, you want me to read it? <sighs> we can skip that. Uh, Hold on. One photographer got a surprising reaction online to de- detailing how she did the unthinkable and deleted Anubis couples' photos from their big day. 
Um, oh, Reddit. <laughs> Come on, man. Am I the a-hole forum? The photographer explained that she took the decision after being denied a 20-minute break to get something to eat and drink. All right, so we're going to skip down a little bit because that's the base of the story. Um, It says that she had only agreed to take the photos as a favor to the bride and groom. I think that's important. Who are at least were friends. They recruited her to save some money. She says, I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. I take lots of photos of dogs all day and put them on my Facebook and Instagram. So it makes no sense. So they did charge $250 to this um, for this young lady to take their wedding pictures. And $250 for 10 hours. And you now I see why Gavin was like, we'll get into it. Because I asked him before this, like, uh, do y'all get breaks? <laughs> so um, who was right and who was wrong? So here's my thing. Fuck y'all. I'm about to sit down. So, so your question before this whole podcast was, do we get breaks? Yeah, for a wedding. Because every time I see photographers, they just be moving. Like, I um, never see them sit down. Yes, we do get breaks. Is it in our contract? No. Some people do. Um, I don't put it in my contract. Because I'm going to take one. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? <laughs> If you book me for your wedding, I'm breaking. I feel like most wedding people going to tell you to sit down and eat anyway. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you what happens. You get to a wedding, and if you're working for the right bride and groom, somebody who has some class, some money, and some standards, what ends up happening is their venue is responsible. Their venue and their wedding coordinator always make sure you eat. Yeah. And what happens is vendors always get fed. People don't believe it. They usually get fed right after the bride and groom. They get fed first so that they can go ahead and get back to working. Uh -huh, that makes so, sense. Um, we don't eat on the floor. Sometimes we eat in the back um, with the help. Get the news in the back. Basically. <laughs> and so we eat or whatever. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, y'all. So, yeah, we're going to eat. Now, what she. So, here's my thing. Let me tell you what I got a problem with. First of all, this woman is not a photographer. Right. So, they hired a dog groomer. <laughs> Imagine that, Key. <laughs> Imagine hiring a dog groomer who take pictures of dogs. She said, I take photos of dogs all day. I guess After, they thought they was dogs. Look. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a beater like you. a dog. like a dog. And so Shorty thought that that shit was going to fly. <laughs> um, so she talks about, um, look, she said, um, I was told I could not eat because I needed to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't even save me a spot at any table. That's not uncommon, though. I'll be honest. The not saving you a spot at any table. Most of the time for me, um, I find somewhere to sit at a table because somebody always doesn't show up at your wedding. So, you know, sorry. Um, second of all, this girl RSVP'd as a guest. And after she agreed to a photographer, they took her seat away. Well, that's going to happen, sister, just to let you know. She said she was getting tired. And she said she was doing this for next to nothing. You're a dog groomer, so you don't even know what's next to nothing. I don't know how much money you was expecting to get, but you wasn't about to get whatever. She said, I told the groom I need to take off for 20 minutes, get something to eat. He says, you either need to be a photographer or leave without pay. She said, I deleted all the pictures basically in front of him. So who is wrong? <sighs> Look here. Um... Part of me, let me put on my cape for the bride and groom. <coughs> nah, fuck them. 
Absolutely. He say fuck them. Nah, bruh. You not finna sit up here. And first of all, I already told you I don't take photos. I'm doing you a favor, first off. But you agree to it. I agree to it. Right. <laughs> I agree to it. Right. I agree. But also in that agreement, you expect like a person who's not a, a wedding photographer to be all full throttle. Like you knew what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't understand like why they expected her to be like, I guess, a quote unquote, a regular professional photographer. She takes pictures of dogs. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> she takes pictures of dogs. What you want her to do? To be fair, the bride and groom is wrong for this. The bride, not even they weren't even wrong you know what what they are they got what they, they got what they deserve you hired a dog groomer to take your wedding photos i don't know where clients and i know clients probably ain't listening to this but i don't know where clients get off on trying to go cheap on their wedding photography it's if it's one thing that i would tell people never go cheap on it is your wedding photography <laughs> never go cheap on that shit um as soon as you say yes to that ring, you need to save up for venue. And sometimes if you ain't got it, I, I've taken weddings at the, at uh, <laughs> I took weddings in somebody's backyard and Max Speed Shop catered the whole thing. Look, there's ways of getting around it. So, but for me, it's venue. Max got good hush puppies. Yeah, they food and fell off though. I know y'all mass cooked that shit in the morning because it ain't what it used to be. But that shit used to be busting. <laughs> that food said mask. You remember that time we went to Max? It was me, you, Brittany, and Darnell. And Every Rina? time Brittany and Karina is around, our food never is good. I, I, I think that is 100%. I think it's just them. When it's them two together, our food experience, no matter where we go, unless it's somewhere they pick magically, right? It's like when those two magically. I think they be calling folks in the Yeah, I think they do be calling people ahead of time like, yo. And then Darnell don't help because he be looking lost like, what the fuck? But anyway. Me, we went to Max one time and we literally put in our order and we put in um, w- the girl said, all right, I'm going to go put this in. And they literally brung it to the table. Yeah, it came out fast. That shit came out so fast and none of our food was like right. I mean, not good. It was none of it was good. It was fucked up. But anyway, um, so I believe you should say for the venue, say for your bar. And then you need to go ahead and start saving for um, hold on, venue, food, bar, photographer next. Sorry. Then the DJ. Um. That's my thing. The reason why I say it like that is because a lot of people go cheap on their wedding photography and it gets fucked up. It really do. And it's something, it's one of those things where you want to be able to look at those pictures later and be like, it's cool. Everybody going to be like, all right. They ain't looking at no photos because she deleted them. Bro, and and that's the other thing. My thing for her is, yo. She didn't have to delete them. You didn't have to delete their photos, yo. I understand you upset. You have been working six hours. You wanted a little break. You got to learn how to, no matter what we do, when you used to go into the office, right, you knew how to find a break in there, even though it wasn't time for your break. It's always ways to find a break. A lot of photographers right now is listening and be like, yo, she did a wedding for six hours and she couldn't go no longer than that before she could eat. It happens all the time. That's true. Um, point. It's not uncommon to be working already six hours. It's not uncommon. Some of it's a server right now listening. It's like, yo, Shorty didn't have a break after six hours. Wow. 
Cause it but happened. y'all also gotta realize Shorty ain't signed up. Shorty didn't know what she was signing up for. Absolutely. She don't know nothing about this. She sitting in front of a dog for two hours and she good. She good and she thinks she's she sweet. Like four or six hours. I'm a fucking <laughs> I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. Um and so I laugh. And you know what? <laughs> Shorty did not know what she signed up for. But this is what happened when you hired the wrong person. And this is this is what happens when you sign up for the wrong gig. She you knew deleted good. the photos. And the, the simple fact that you went up to the groom and showed him that you deleted the photo, that's so disrespectful. We got to fight. I'm not even mad at you, though, because that shit fucked up. It really is, man. Um, but y'all let us know who was wrong and who was oh, right. God. Key is getting a kick out he of this shit. He could have said you got five minutes. He didn't give us shit. He didn't give her <laughs> shit, man. That shit is fucked up, man. I we we would have literally had to fight, man. Um, it look. Mm, that, um, we, that story cracked me up. <laughs> I see. Um, hold on. <laughs> Fucking mic on. Mic is on. We a little behind on the hot. Pop, pop culture topics. That was real country. <sighs> Y'all insist on calling me. Who that? I don't know. They know me to say. Terra Squat. That's what we call Roman at the house. <laughs> when he be screaming, we be like, yo, little Terra Squat. Got to do. Got to do with it, man. Y'all remember this? Dude, Jairo only do the got to do. He must have wrote this, of course. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, did you watch the verses? No, nigga. Why not? Did you at work? I don't even know what I was doing. Oh, is it time to start I the probably, I don't know. Oh, I guess you got to check. Um, all right, let's do this. Um, there was a versus battle. Shout out. I hate kid. It wasn't even time. It wasn't. Um, shout out to the versus battle, Fat Joe versus versus Ja Rule. Um, I will be real. I had Ja Rule in this battle going into it. I will be real. It was a massacre, courtesy of Ja Rule. Um, I watched the whole thing. It was amazing. It was funny. It was. Um, Heard it got a little disrespectful. We gonna get into that. Um, me and Key. Britney and Britney had the luxury of going to see Ja Rule in concert. This fool said Britney and Britney. Yeah. We you couldn't had, just say your sister. Yeah, that's true. Um, we had the luxury of going to see Ja Rule, what, two months ago? Not too long ago. And I think in that concert, Ja Rule reminded me of all his songs. Even though, if you if you don't know, um, if you play like Ja Rule's greatest hits, I'm going to know all of them. That's my guy. And Ashanti. So when Ja Rule was uh, going into this battle and had just seen him two months ago at a sold out show, believe it or not. Um, it was one of those situations where I said, I got Ja in this because I literally just heard bruh perform at least 20 hits. Then. Is that right? Damn, you look smart for having that umbrella. Shit. Guess the pot is going longer. Um. It's rain. So why do I hear that through? The- Come on, man! I got good mics. It's weird. So, um, we listened to Ja Rule, and it was a great concert, a great night. We got drunk. I drinks so were strong, 
And hearing Ja Rule go through everything, whether it was New York, put it on me, you know, um, holla, holla, all that shit. I knew Fat Joe was going to be in for a long night. I did not expect Fat Joe to play shit that only the Bronx know. <laughs> I did not expect Fat Joe to only play shit that um, the Cubans and Puerto Ricans would know. I did not expect Fat Joe to play some hood cult classics that nobody knew. Like, when you do that, and it was funny listening to Ja Rule, and Ja Rule said something. Um, ja Rule said, yo, because Fat Joe kept making jokes. It was like, today's hits, yesterday's hits ain't today's hits. And Ja Rule said, yeah, but they classics. And then Ja Rule said something. He said, you don't know, but I owned middle school and high school for these people out here. And I laughed because I was like, bruh really did run middle school in like the first year of high school. Like, when Ja Rule was out, he was only out. It was him, Nelly, Jay-Z, and that was pretty much it. And then 50 came and just got disrespectful. But, like, Ja Rule was, like, he was doing number ones. And I think a lot of people hear, like, oh, such and such has number one songs. Um, and then they don't realize, like, that's on urban hip-hop. Ja Rule had number one songs in the country and was killing it. And so listening to it, it was cool. Now, let's get to the fucked up part. Fedro has some interesting conversations. Wow, Atlanta. I hope y'all just saw Key yawn like here. <laughs> um, Gavin, love embarrassing somebody. God, dog. Fedro said in the back of the dam, <clears throat> he said, yo, Fedro brought out Remy. And Jaru was like, yo, I'm just out here by myself. And Joe was like, yeah, you, yeah, my bitches eat. Them dusty bitches in the back, you got to go find them. He kept saying, like, you need to feed them bitches. And he he kept saying that, but it was nobody out, right? So it didn't matter. Because at this point, Ja Rule made no conversation about, like, I'm bringing somebody out. Yeah. Even though I think everybody knew Ashanti was coming out. And I think everybody knew ja, Fat Joe was not talking about Ashanti. Clearly, because sis thick. That, and then all of us knew that, at least I knew, I knew that song that just played was going to have to, Fat Joe was going to need Ashanti for that record. You know what I'm saying? Especially if she's there. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Just to speed up a little bit, Ja Rule performed a song with Ashanti, and Fat Joe was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need her too. And then she walked over there and performed with Joe, which was super dope. You know what I'm saying? But he was talking about Lil Mo and Vita. <laughs> to be fair, Lil Mo look good. I know she's battling with overcoming drugs and things of that nature, which is sad. Um... She look a lot better. Uh, she sound a lot better. Vita. She looked a little sick. She just looked super thin. Um, and it, I felt like I felt like Fat Joe was talking about her only. But mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. But um, interesting enough, listening to everything, Fat Joe had to come out. And, you know, Ja Rule said something there. He was like, yo, you keep talking about the ladies. Like, you got to apologize, Joe. And he's saying it jokingly to Fat Joe, and Fat Joe goes, "Come on, you know what I'm doing." Like, and I think Fat Joe was like, "Yo, it's a battle. We, we it's battle rap at the end of the day." And he kept saying these dusty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember watching it with me and my wife watching it. And we going, "Oh gosh, oh gosh, he gotta chill." Like, cause it sounded bad. Um, Clearly, it was bad. He apologized twenty thousand times. Yeah, because I mean, if you watch, he said it like four or five times, and it was like, damn. And then even you know, it was a battle. 
even Remy, she apologized to Ja on stage because she was like, yo, I think she called him a cocksucker or something like that. Like, but she was talking shit and she was like, my bad. I did not mean that. Like, you know, they talking shit. I did laugh when I got on Twitter and everybody was talking about Fat Joe saying nigga so much. And um, because you can. That ain't nothing new that he been saying that. I know what you had me laughing because I'm like, this is not new. Fat Joe has been saying it in words since we knew Fat Joe. Which is crazy. So let's uh, side topic go. real quick. Sidebar. It's like niggas from. <laughs> go ahead. Niggas from. <laughs> like New York and shit. New York and L.A. I don't know about no L.A., but yeah, definitely like New York. They like that, too. Um, say it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not an issue, at least up there. Mm-hmm. But, like, down south, for the most part. It's taboo. Nobody says that shit if you ain't. And so, the, what had me laughing was, um, absolutely. If you go up it's to weird. New York and you around people that's from New York, Hispanic people and select Asian people can get away with saying the N-word. And I've seen it. Um, I have in-laws that's from up there. And it, it happens. And it's one of those things, like, once you go up there, you see everybody saying it. Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, you go to L.A., it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's interesting. But when you come down south, nobody don't get that shit off. So much so, the N-word... Especially with people of, um, let's say, Latino, Latina, Hispanic culture. Let's say it kind of gets weird when we start talking about it, it's almost like a colorism thing as well, right? Yeah, because it's so confusing. And I guess we all need to learn, like, our history mm-hmm. more in depth. Because, mm-hmm. like, some people would say they black, too, right? Like, they mm-hmm. are part of... The whole, what is it? What's the, how do you say the D word? Diaspora. Yeah, that word. Yeah, Micah says it all the time. That's the only reason why I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're part of that. So it's like, I don't know. This shit get tricky, bruh. Um, no, I'm with you because um, my mother, my father-in-law did his ancestry and uh, he had so much African in there. More than anything else. I can see that. And so... Why? Because he wear a do-rag and he ain't got no hair? Nah, Pop's got uh, swag. Okay. Um, <laughs> he just be so chill. He is chill. And so it kind of threw, it was interesting to see that. You know what I'm saying? For those that I know, my wife is Puerto Rican. Full Puerto Rican. Uh, if it's, you don't know by now. Then you just, this is your first episode. Shout out to our first and last time listeners. And so um, looking at that, it was kind of interesting, right? And so it's funny because he was born in Puerto Rico. Now, when he was at a certain age, he went to New York, um, but he was born in Puerto Rico. But to see like he had more African than anything, it was kind of like it's just super. And then if you see his brother, <laughs> Papa just Papa's a nigga. Let's just keep it above. But it is what it is. So we look at that. Right. So <laughs> some people it's funny because I was w- watching on Instagram and people was like, oh, Fat Joe saying the N word. It shouldn't be allowed. And I was like, so what do y'all say? And I asked somebody, I was like. So are you going to DM Cardi B? Mm-hmm. And they was like, what? And I'm like, what are we talking about? You know, um, when 6 9 was out, nobody ever had a problem with him saying the N-word. And he Mexican. And that's a whole other subject. Oh, I never knew he said that shit. It's in every song. <laughs> I don't listen to this shit, bro. Yeah. You know how to listen to these. 
he had some bops when he was I was like, saying, he not listen to these little niggas. But like he said it, you know what I'm saying? And then my joke to everybody was, boy, if y'all got a problem with Fat Joe saying the N-word, wait till y'all hear DJ Khaled. He's Palestinian. And that's a whole nother, like, it's just one of those things. And it's one of, um, excuse me, I was on Reddit, of course. And there was this whole dis- uh, discussion board on there about it, which I found interesting. I'm like, yo, has Fat Joe saying the N-word? I, I saw this on Twitter. I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Facebook. And I'm just like, yo, how are we having this conversation about Fat Joe in so many different places? And it's so old because Fat Joe has been saying the N-word since the 90s, since mm-hmm. we first heard him. Um, and on this podcast, we've talked about Hispanic people using the N-word and how that's weird, right? And then I was, um, one person was like, yo, it's up to black people to correct that. But if we all not in agreement to it, then yeah, it gets because you exactly because you you have black niggas up north, they black niggas up north, and they be like, nah, that's my nigga, he cool, we can say that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you bring your ass down south, and niggas ain't going for that. It's like confusion. Then I was watching Uh-oh. Hangover Part Three, and they said the n word in there like three times, and seen. ain't nobody in that motherfucking movie black except for Mike Epps, and he died. So I, I didn't even know they made a third one. They said it. I was like, they had the Asian guy say it, and then they had um, the big guy say it. Alan was his character. Oh, I, I like was like, Alan. damn, they, I didn't, they I didn't really watch said the n word in here. Nobody watch that shit. Your camera died. Um, your camera died. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, you gotta take over the pot. Key takeover. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Key. Talk about your shirts. I was about to. Hey, take don't don't tell me what to do. Um, follow me, Inspirade. We haven't been doing much, but we gonna come back. <laughs> we gonna come back one day, sooner or later, with something. Right now, Key got a lot of stuff going on that is not her focus. But I got shirts out. Check me out on the website. Go to my page. Click the link. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anything else we need to talk about? I don't know, Bucko. <clears throat> um. I don't think so. It is what it is. I hope y'all. Um, never mind. Let me shut up. Oh, what you about to say? Nah, I'm good on that. I'll say it. Um, <laughs> I really hope y'all support Lil Nas X music. Um, for y'all out here riding <clears throat> for him to have the freedom to do what he wants to do, which I agree with. I when I say it like this, he has the freedom to do what he wants to. Um, I got the freedom to respond to it or to not give a fuck. But I'm saying this to say, I hope y'all really support his music uh, for y'all who supporting his his ability to do whatever he wants to do. Um, the reason why, because to me, it comes off as pandering. If you're cool with him trolling everybody, doing stuff to piss people off, but then you don't go listen to his, his music because in five years, um, if his music don't sell, he's not going to be the pop star that y'all so praised to be breaking down barriers. And I was so laughing because um, I was in some I was in some thread and they were talking about him and all the new stuff that he's doing. And I'm like, all this shit has been done before. And it was funny listening to him. I watched his Breakfast Club interview and I think even somebody there, it might have been Yee or it might have been Charlamagne. Was like, no, it wasn't Charlamagne. I think it was Yee who was like, oh, you know, you're doing all this stuff 
And even Lil Nas X was like, nah, it's all been done before. I'm just doing it now. And, you know, um, for instance, they talked about him being pregnant, right? And he was like, somebody told me it was on a Cosby show. And I did it. And it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, where all the men were pregnant, they gave birth to whatever. And, you know, Lil Nas X got, gave birth to his music, his album, whatever. Um but I'm in a lot of I'm in a lot of photography groups and I'm a circuit is back to photography because a lot of y'all was kicking people out of groups for gay bashing, <laughs> kicking people out of groups for uh, being disrespectful, um, saying that people was against the LGBT LGBTQ plus community um, because they didn't agree with some of his actions. However, I stand strong in saying if y'all don't go through, if y'all kicking people out the group and y'all ain't streaming his music, supporting him, going to his shows when shows is open, then y'all y'all worse than the people that y'all complaining about. Because this music industry is crazy. Um, they will get rid of somebody quick as shit and they will have this boy out here looking lost and crazy. You don't believe me? Go check and see what happened to Miley Cyrus. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, Lil Nas X is nothing but Miley Cyrus. I don't know if anybody has picked up on that or has noticed. He's nothing but her. Um, this man just called him Miley Cyrus. <laughs> he is. I mean, it's the same It's the same formula. You know what I'm saying? Look, you was somebody, you wasn't never supposed to be doing music. You got into music. Cool. What did Miley Cyrus do to get popping? She pandered to black folks. You know what I'm saying? And it worked for her. And, and I'm not even mad at her because she went right back over to what she was doing. Like, she was like, all right, cool. Got the black folks. Got Mike Will. Making everybody think that, you know, I'm hype. I'm hood. I'm wearing Jordans and forces. And she kind of lost the black folks, though, now. Yeah, because you went back to the other side. You didn't give a fuck about us, right? And then she started panning. She started saying little shit. People still she, like her song, now. Yeah, that shit did go hard. And then, um, you know, she started doing her shit. And then she ran back to the other side. And what happened? She lost a little steam. She went a little crazy. The music industry was kind of like, all right, we're going to leave her alone. You know, she had a little fake beef with Nicki Minaj. I call it fake because I don't never believe none of these artists when they be I beefing. said, Miley, what's good? That's what Nicki said. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm talking about the VMAs. Wasn't that the VMAs when they was on separate stages and they were talking a little shit? And I was laughing because I'm like, neither one of y'all going to fucking fight. And Miley, you don't want that. <laughs> so it is what it is. But you know what I'm saying? That but Lil Nas X, he's just following that formula. And I ain't even mad at Bruh no more because I don't pay attention to him. I did watch his interview with the Breakfast Club because I was interested. I'm like, let me tell you, I'll be honest while I listen. I felt weird watching the Breakfast Club interview, and you're a black guy, you got famous off of um parroting a a a, a country song with a trap beat, and you go up to the black station, probably the biggest black station that's in the country for uh music and your interview is less than 30 minutes really yeah is that short yeah it was short but he's on a press run and when you got pop stars like that if you ever notice when the pop stars are on their press run um they're always short but for me i'm like damn this is first bro first time really doing interviews and this shit is 30 minutes that's the interview that you have for an hour and a half and he talks about a lot of shit he's like yo i do a lot of shit to troll what i realized in listening to his interview he's a he's a kid having fun and I'm not even mad at bro. He was like, yo, because they asked him, they was like, how do you feel about Boosie and um, T.I.? He was like, it sucks because I still listen to Boosie every day. He's like, he says shit about me. He's like, I don't care. 
He was like, it sucks though because I still like his music. That shit still go hard. Cause it's all gimmick. It sounds like then. Yeah. What? Well, ain't that what I said when we talked about it? I'm like, yo, he's the gimmick rapper. And he was like, and they asked him, they was like, are you ever gonna go back to country? He was like, uh, yeah. He's like, I don't even know why they call it. He was like, I don't know if they call me a rapper because it's not a rap album. It's just a music album. And so it was just interesting to hear that conversation. But good luck to him, man. I hope um, he finds his way. And Charlemagne brought up a good point to him. And um, I know y'all getting tired of this shit because y'all don't give a fuck. But to me, it um, reminds me of uh, Charlemagne told him, he said, do you feel like you becoming like, do you feel like you're being yourself when you're doing all this? And he's like, yeah, I really do. And Charlemagne was like, are you sure? It's like, because it sounds like you doing stuff to just to piss off people. And I wonder, is that really you? Facts. And he was like, no, nah, I really like what I'm doing. I'm doing this on purpose. He's like, you know, some he's like everything I do. I think about it for, you know, days or weeks or whatever. Did I make the push the button to make it happen? He's like, nobody's coming to me saying you got to do this. He's like, you know, I think about it. I want to do it. So I do it. And Charlamagne was like, all right. And I do remember when Will Smith asked Charlamagne the same thing. So I found that funny, too. But anyway, um, anything else you want to talk about before we get up out of here? So I put my hands up to play in my <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, nigga. Why not? <clears throat> what you want to discuss? Nothing. Gavin. We got to go. Yeah, Gavin got a kid. He got responsibilities. Hell yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening. No more Fridays for us. No, no, no. We're going to go because I was talking to... um. Oop, I just told everybody where we'd be going. It's all good. We ain't there now. Um, <laughs> I told you I took pictures. I did a maternity shoot right i did a maternity shoot and the dad walked in he goes oh i see him every week at fridays and i go huh he was, a, he was a he he said he he goes there every thursday he was like i see you and your homegirl every time and i'm like how long are you in there for because he's like oh bro i'm there every, and his girl start rolling her eyes and he, she she was like he's there from like four to midnight every Thursday. Oh, hell no. I'm That's like, oh, a he, long I'm ass like, oh, time. Oh, he see us for real, for real. She was like, he's like, yeah, bro, I see you every, every week. Yo, when I bring up the podcast and I'll be like, um, I'll be like, yeah, I do the podcast with my friend Gavin. they be like, oh, I know him. I'll be like, you motherfucker. Hey, man. What? I appreciate them, man. F you. Oh, fuck you. Thank you. That's disrespectful. Thank you. Don't call me that <laughs> That song came right on time. No, You're not gonna dance? What is you doing over there? And this is how you know niggas come dads and old men. Cause they start dancing weird. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half That's the other reason why y'all need to be married when y'all had kids. What you gonna do if that's just your dude that you trying to talk to and you can't give him no ass for six weeks? Would you still roll if we couldn't see the sun? What you mean they can't you know You don't want him to cheat on you. So you need to make sure that that's your man. If you married. Yeah, that's a lot of work though. <sighs> you know people never mind. Uh, you all you keep doing that. I don't know why you keep Shout out to the sex workers y'all great out there. Uh me and Mike was talking about sex workers last week on our pie and I was like, "Oh, that's Why y'all talking about sex workers? Because they deserve praise. For for having sex? No, they need a they deserve praise for um Mike said, if simps couldn't pay for ass, they will become terrorists. 
And so I said, okay. Shout out to them. And then we was talking about Tiana Trump. Do you know what that is? A porn star? I thought she was about to say Britney. Oh. This better be Ja Rule part. You remember this song off of Rush Hour? Ain't this from Rush Hour? Oh, we don't want to hear her. This is my shit. Does a mutt? Never mind. Do a mustache on your coochie? Like, I don't want to know what that feel like. You remember when we was younger? I, well, at least me. I used to think Alize was like so, so expensive. Yes. I saw that shit at Walmart. I said, Oh, it stopped. It's all good. We out of here. Introduce you to Papa Ma. Poochie Never test my patience. Nigga, I'm hot maintenance. Hot class. If you ain't rolling, five pass. If you ain't holding, I dash, yo. Can I get a fuck you to the bitches from all